and welcome to This Week in James City County. I'm your host, Renee Dahlman. Today, I am once again sitting down with County Administrator Scott Stevens. Welcome, Scott. Well, Happy New Year, Renee. My first time back in 2020. So great to be back. When do we stop saying Happy New Year? You know, it's probably the last time for me. Okay. Until 2021. (laughs) Can't wait. (laughs) All right. Well, welcome. Glad you're here. A lot of stuff going on. You um, want to just get started? You know, the holidays were really great for me. We slowed down a little bit, but mm-hmm. I will tell you, January has been off and running, and it's been a really, really busy time for our staff and our board of supervisors, and so I do want to talk through some of that. Okay. Um, before, I do want to at least recognize, um, you know, it's been a time of sadness for some. Uh, we've had three deaths over um, uh, in our family, James City County family, over January, which were all unexpected, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, I do send condolences out to families and friends and co-workers, and I do want to mention them. I, I don't want to get in the habit of missing somebody, but these three just seem to uh, come up to the January month. And the first is Marianne Clark. Um, she was a retired employee from James City County, uh, a really outgoing somebody. I had the opportunity to meet her a time or two. She was also the mother of one of our directors mm-hmm. and the grandmother of one of our police officers. And okay. so there's a long legacy with James City County. And I do want to, again, just recognize her service and that her passing. And Another unexpected passing for us happened at our regional jail with with Major Angeletta Moore. Um, again, I serve on the jail board. Miss Moore, Major Moore, was really great to work with. Really unexpected, and one of those things that it's just hard to uh, sort of process through the the, the shock of that and, mm-hmm. and working what you really don't expect to have happened. And then the third, and really um, all are, are sad and tragic, but the third is a very young gentleman who. Uh, was a part-time employee with us that was one of the young men that went out canoeing and, and drowned uh, at the end of January, Ben Lemming, um, who was coming back to work in a part-time status with us. And again, our Parks and Rec staff, very, very saddened by that. And I just want to at least recognize those three individuals uh, and just their families and let them know they're in our thoughts and prayers. So um, any rate, uh, I'll move on from that, okay. uh, but that's part of life. And again, they do matter to us, um, mm-hmm. uh, even after retired and otherwise. So right. um, in terms of a busy January, our board started January 2nd. So the first, we were off January 1st. So January mm-hmm. 2nd, they were here. They had the organizational meeting where they choose their chairman and vice chair and their boards uh, where they want to serve on boards and commissions. Uh, Mr. Eisenhower uh, remains our board chairperson. So I, I think for Continuity, that's easy for me. That's mm-hmm. nice. He's been mm-hmm. uh, easy to work with, and I look forward to working with him uh, in 2020 as well. Uh, Supervisor Hipple remains our vice chair, and again, he certainly is very capable of filling in when Mr. Eisenhower is not available. Mm-hmm. So those are, uh, are good choices, at least from staff standpoint, and um, the board seemed pleased with that. They did make minor changes to boards and commissions, and those are available if, if citizens have interest in that. We would share that. And then probably the most noticeable is their seating order change. Mm-hmm. And it's we're not punishing. It's if folks were wondering, uh, we did, in fact, during that meeting, just draw numbers out of a hat. And so there's, other than the chairman who sits next to me, to my right, uh, the seating order moved to Supervisor Hipple, Supervisor Larson, Supervisor McGlennon, and the Supervisor Sadler. And mm-hmm. again, that's just the, the randomness of how that goes. So it's uh, we've done that for some period of time. And again, when folks wonder why we move people around, that's why. So Now, years ago... When they would do that, they would draw the names, and then they would all physically get up and go and switch places, and it was quite entertaining. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, again, it's still fun right? and uh, pretty festive, and uh, at any rate, if folks are wondering why they moved around, that's why. They just yep. want to do that, and it's randomized seating outside of the chairman. Um, from that, the board uh, did participate, well, excuse me, they had a January 6th meeting with a VACO VML Day uh, finance forum in Richmond, so the mm-hmm. board, at least a majority, spent the day with myself and our finance uh, director, 
learning more about the upcoming budget at the state level, what that means to us, and trying to make sure we're as prepared as we can be for uh, assembling and creating our local budget to understand what's happening at the state level. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate their participation there. From that, we held an employee service award January 10th at Bush Gardens. All of our board of supervisors came out to that. Uh, I will tell you, it was, from my viewpoint, a really great event. We had 250-plus employees out there. Um, Bush Gardens couldn't have been a better host, and I do want to thank them for allowing us to come out there and for their staff. Uh, you know, For me to ask to use a the Globe Theater or A Theater seemed to be an easy ask when I saw all of their staff and all of our staff that mm-hmm. it took to support the event. Uh, it really is a bigger ask than I initially thought. But the feedback from our employees um, has been very, very positive, and that's why we do that. We want to thank and recognize and celebrate their service with James City County. Our longest service this time was a gentleman with 40 years of service for wow. James City County. And so that's a pretty impressive uh, legacy there to spend that long with one organization. And right. again, I would encourage folks to go out and, and recognize we've got uh, videos out there and some information on our service awards. So we're continue to celebrate them over the coming year. Uh, January 14th was a regular meeting f- uh, for our board of supervisors. And again, it happened to be uh, a rather lengthy agenda. So I'll move through it rather quickly. And then if anybody has questions, they certainly can call me. I'd be happy to talk more about that. You know, a number for me is 253-6603. Uh, feel free to call 253-6603. Any questions related to our board meetings or anything else going on with James City County, I'll be happy to to try to address those. Uh, we did recognize a retiree, Kenny, Kenny Driscoll, came before the board just to, uh, I guess, be recognized for us to thank him. He served as our uh, fire marshal. Uh, he had retired. We did a proclamation in recognition of one of our volunteers, Ms. Robin Bledsoe, who had served on the Planning Commission and most recently on our EDA uh, board. Uh, and then we also had recognition of James City County as a digital county's survey winner in 2019. We placed fifth nationally with communities up to 150,000 wow. for the best use of technology practices in getting services out. And again, I think that speaks very well for our staff and the science community we are and to compete with localities much larger, mm-hmm. probably much better funded and much better staffed and still to place nationally, and that speaks well to what we do in James City okay, County. but they do not have better staff. They're better staff. Better. Yeah, that's a great – I meant to Thank say it you. that way yeah. if I didn't. Yeah. Um, I think our staff's pretty phenomenal. Yes, we are. Um, but I just meant they have more in numbers. Right, there that's we go. That's what you're clarifying. There we for. go. So thank you for that. And we're humble, too. So. Um, most of the time, right? <laughs> most of the time. Um and again, on the consent agenda for the board and their January 14th meeting, they did do a service agreement for household chemical cleaners. Uh, again, we do five pickups a year or pickups, five drop-offs a year. We do it through our uh, VIPSA, one of our partners. You can come out. The first one happens to be February 8th, mm-hmm. 8 to 12 at Warhill High School, and then there's another one in April. So February 8th, 8 to 12 at Warhill High School, and then again in April. Um, five times a year, so if you miss one of these, but it's paints and other chemicals mm-hmm. that you just don't know what to do with. Uh, and then we added a position for Old Town Medical Dental Center. They wanted a marketing and communication specialist, and the board did approve that. Yep. We had four public hearings, uh, a pre-budget public hearing, not a whole lot of information, just trying to get input from the community. We had a few speakers for that. Amendment to the code for metal detectors. I will talk more about that in a few minutes. Okay. We generated quite uh, the conversation around right. metal detecting on uh, county property. Uh, in addition to the AFD, which is uh, was fairly uh, non-controversial, and then some discussion of... Uh, Amendment to a master plan at uh, the promenade at John Tyler. It was proper master plan amendment. Mm-hmm. Um, ultimately, those three items were approved by the board, um, but again, back in the January meeting. Two considerations for the board. We talked about part-time positions and moving some. We've been talking about it for three or four months, really mm-hmm. September, back in November, and this was the final action uh, where we're taking part-time employees that we've had on 
payroll as what we called on-call or temporaries for years. So they really weren't temporaries. When that was brought to our attention, HR staff did work through that with legal. And the thought was, hey, we really ought, if we need a person year after year, week after week, whether it's five hours or 10 hours or 20 hours, they ought to become a regular Mm -hmm. part-time employee. And so we made that change. And what that does for them is if we do annual salary increases, they would be granted an annual salary increase subject to funding. But our part-time regulars do get typically a salary increase along with our full-time staff when that's granted. And if they work more than 20 hours a week, they would get a proration of paid time off. So they, if they work 20 hours a week and we have a holiday that most people get eight hours, they would get half because they're working okay. basically half time. So that 20 hours and above on part-time would get some prorated time off. And we've made that change and impacted, um, uh, I say several hundred employees. It was a significant number of employees who moved from this temporary or on-call to part-time regular. And okay. so I think a good change for our employee base uh, and the right thing for us to do as an organization. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also authorized or asked the board to authorize an assistant director of community development. Uh, it's one we've talked about uh, as, as we've sort of grown things over time. We had eliminated that position some years ago and looking at the workload and the volume and trying to keep up and comp plan revision and strategic plans and these other things. Uh, we've got a lot going on over in the community development side, mm-hmm. and it just felt that that was the right thing to do, along with the board's interest in uh, this land preservation, whether it's per, uh, part of the PDR program, the purchase of development rights or conservation easements or outright purchase of property, somebody has to manage that. And right. so this uh, assistant director position will be sort of that lead person in that along with the other planning staff helping as needed and as we go forward in time. But uh, a lot of uh, support for that. And so we did move forward with that or the board approved that as well. Um they had a number of appointments um, that they made to the Planning Commission, being their first uh, meeting, Board of Equalization, um, VIPSA, our Virginia Peninsula Public Service Authority, the one that does recycling and our uh, chemical pickup or drop-off sites, um, and the Community Services Coalition Board of Directors. So those are out there for community to see as they want to learn more about the board appointments. So okay. that gets us through one meeting. Okay. Well, actually, meeting number two in January. Right. Uh, the board's next meeting in January, they d- they did want to hold a short retreat. So January 25th, the board did hold uh, uh, about a three to four hour retreat. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anheuser-Busch uh, Brewery was our host for that. And I want to say thank you to them. Their facilities were outstanding. Uh, we had a short, let's say a short, about an hour tour following that. And just the, you know, you know what they do and you know it's there, but seeing the scope and scale and their dedication mm-hmm. and the quality and all of those things, and the volume of what they do, it's absolutely amazing. And, you know, they have a number of products there that, that are shipped overseas that we don't even see here. Wow. And then they have a lot of product that we do see here. But I just want to thank them for there and welcome our, their new general manager and John Armstrong, who gave us their operations gentleman, who gave us a tour through and has been at this brewery for over 20 years and certainly knew the ins and outs of the process. So we uh, retained a little of that. But uh, what I left with was just knowing they really are a good corporate community uh, business to have here. And uh, really appreciated that. In terms of the retreat, the board did talk about strategic plan. We we put that in place some years ago. They were just talking about sort of where you are, what have we done, and how is it looking. So we spent an hour with that. Um, the board discussed residential proffer impact um, and change of state law and what that means to us and how it would uh, impact development. And so we've given them some options to consider mm-hmm. of things that we could put forward to develop it, developments that come forward in the future. And then they discussed just budgeting priorities. So as we get into our FY 21-22 budget process, mm-hmm. we can try to uh, at least direct some dollars towards what they believe is important for the community as well. We're having a phone call. 
in the office. I think somebody's already got it. I think we're good. We can keep rolling. <laughs> very good. So again, the, the retreat went very well. The board came out of that and then uh, moved into their January 28th work session. And so that just flowed them uh, from one meeting to another. And uh, in the work session, they really spent the first hour at a JCSA board of directors meeting and talked about uh, future rate studies. They had a consultant uh, who's been working on that. And so they spent about an hour looking through that. And I would send people to that work session and, and online with the JCSA board of directors meeting for information on that. But it um, we've been doing 13.5% increases in uh, water rates. That is still some increases needed, but nowhere near that 13% mark. And I think that'll be reflected in the budget okay. as folks see that put, uh, put out later uh, this spring. Uh, they did do a pre-budget uh, discussion with our finance director. Uh, we did talk about how 2019 and 2020, 2019 ended because we finally have all of our audited numbers, how 2020 is tracking and mm-hmm. it's been very good this year. And mm-hmm. then what we sort of expect going in in terms of additional revenues and cost into uh, FY21 and 22. And so uh, not a lot of depth there, but a lot of good information in terms of history and then a little bit about where we're headed. And then they appointed, uh, made one appointment to the Planning Commission. So they've got the Planning Commission um, full again. Is that enough on meetings? That's a lot. It was a busy month. Um, it was. Yeah. It was. Um, I do want to mention in terms of some other things in the community and uh, that have been out there, and I hope people are aware, if they have an interest, that our pool had some electrical issues that started in late November. It was closed uh, through December, and I will assure you our staff and consultants and all were working to figure out why we were having some electrical issues. And we had folks that felt tingling in the water, so we didn't have anybody hurt. But when our staff heard that, we did shut the pool down until it tried to figure out. And what we really learned through the process, it's not uncommon. Our pool is, uh, I think, just over 30 years old, so it's been in service a long time. Mm -hmm. And what typically happens is the way pools were grounded, that just can become disconnected over time. And I believe Hmm. that's what happened to our pool. Um, For whatever reason, we had some uh, current in the water. We have since regrounded it. We've had electrical engineers working on it. We've had code uh, staff working on it. And we do have had the pool recertified to be safe and it's full of water. Uh, opened again February 1st. So for those that have missed the December and January, and I know there are a number because I've right. heard it. Right. Uh, it wasn't that we didn't know what to do. It took us a few weeks to figure out what to do. And that okay. was working with experts to figure out why. Okay. But we've worked through that process of bidding and getting the work done uh, we did complete some other maintenance work while the pool was down, so mm-hmm. that may be noticed. Um, uh, but again, I'm very pleased with the way our staff worked through that. I'm really happy that it's back open. Yes. So uh, it yes. is back open. Uh, the other part of that at the rec center, we've had a workout room addition that we had added, uh, has been partially open um, and, and over the last month or so. Uh, it will be fully open in early February. So I would encourage you, if you haven't been to the rec center in a while, the workout space I think will be uh, mostly appreciated. I mm-hmm. understand we have messed up some of uh, the way the equipment was oriented and habits of people. If okay. I was on one machine and you were on another, we used to be able to talk. Oh. And now we've moved the equipment maybe where we can't speak. So that's oh. the... That's a big that, deal that's to a, some people. That's a, that is a problem for some, and I'm not mm-hmm. sure how to solve that. But the overall comments have been very positive about the new space. Okay. Um, all of the workout equipment has TVs, so you can get up there and plug in. And if you want to watch something, it's really pretty easy to do, which for me makes the workout not quite as... Right. Um, Drudgerous. Right. So, anyhow, right. Uh, I think folks will be very pleased, and that is opening in early February. Okay. Uh, I mentioned metal detecting in one of our meetings. Mm-hmm. Uh, the board did make an amendment uh, to, and we've had a lot of commentary on metal, detect- metal detecting within our parks, and I think rightfully so. Mm-hmm. Folks are very concerned about the history here and the artifacts, and we are a community that uh, has a number of, of maybe undiscovered things out there, and mm-hmm. you certainly don't want to lose history or have it 
um, dug up in a way that doesn't allow the most to be learned from it. And so I do think the concern is real. Uh, We had also had a number of requests over the years uh, from individuals who wanted to do metal detecting primarily on our beach. But Mm -hmm. if we open it up everywhere, they'd probably go everywhere. And so our Parks and Rec director had done some researching of other communities around us, which to see what their practice had been. And most communities allowed metal detecting on beaches. Mm -hmm. And so the recommendation to the board was to change the code to allow the Parks and Rec director to authorize metal detecting within our parks. So Mm -hmm. that's a little broader than just beach. And I I believe there's some concern related to the broadness of it. And then probably some concern related to anywhere could be a problem. The beach as well. And Mm -hmm. the beach is an area we built. Mm -hmm. um, So it's, it's had a lot of disturbed earth. Uh, It's unlikely to have artifacts, but it's not to say they couldn't, um, I guess, wash up or get dislodged somewhere else and come down the river. It's Mm -hmm. not to say they couldn't somehow be under the sand that's there. Um, But what we do with the beach is is really sand we import in. And so what I believe will be found and what has been found in the first month or so or a couple weeks of uh, metal detecting have been cans and things that really it's nice to have off the beach, quite frankly. So our hope is that we will allow this during off-peak times, meaning... Uh, September to May, and mm-hmm. then May to September, we will not allow it. And okay. it's only allowable on the beach. Okay. Other areas in the park um, at this time aren't permissible. And if we have other areas that we would allow it, you'd have to be permitted. You'd have to work through Parks and Rec, and it'd be pretty specific. And there'd be a right. purpose. And maybe a purpose is we want to go out and have a metal detecting group go into our playground and just make sure that in all that chip wood, we don't have metal in there, right? right? Somebody right. hadn't lost something. And so there could be those kind of limited areas or isolated mm-hmm. events where I think we would do it outside of that. But with all the discussion, both folks that wanted us to allow it and folks that are now concerned that we have, we have set up a meeting uh, February 6th at our rec center. So we'll have more to share after that meeting. Mm-hmm. Um, um, Six o'clock PM on February 6th, uh, 5301 Long Hill road. So mm-hmm. yeah. if folks haven't heard or missed the meeting, um, come to the meeting or call us and we'll talk more after that and see where we go. So, yeah. Uh, more discussion coming on metal detecting, I'm sure. Is that the first time you've ever had metal detecting as a topic on at any of your previous locations? Um, I haven't ever seen. I haven't had a beach okay. before. Okay. And so uh, I will tell you we had a uh, one downtown project where we dug up the road. And we mm-hmm. basically dug up three feet of road in our middle of our downtown and put it back. Mm-hmm. And what I found is there were plenty of people that wanted to metal detect. Okay. And there was quite an interest in how we would preserve what history they would find there. Mm-hmm. Um, and we did work with a, with a historical group that does metal detecting. So we didn't do the archaeology correctly, but in the midst of the construction project, they did pull out a lot of old artifacts. Hmm. And, and we retained the right as the city to make, to hold those artifacts because they were ours. Okay. So we didn't open it up broadly. So I have been around it before, okay. but it was a project-specific event where folks just didn't want to miss the opportunity to find artifacts that maybe hadn't been uncovered and had been under the road for 50 or a hundred years. And they pulled out some, some fun stuff. So um, from that standpoint, there was some bit of history. It's not the same as the archeology span and the concerns that uh, are talked about here in terms of what we were able to offer there. But um, so, yes, I guess not the first time, Okay. uh, but this has been a little broader conversation in the community so far than what I've experienced before, which I think is great as well. Absolutely. And hopefully, Everybody will be able to come to the meeting and a compromise will be reached that everyone can live with. You know, what I find is that people understand they get better Mm -hmm. um, and that for some it will be such a bad thing that we may not get a compromise. But that's the goal. It's trying to understand each other's viewpoint 
what I really hope is that we will sort of reach an agreement where we can let it go till May, because again, mm-hmm. it's only May. So we're talking March, April, really, uh, well, February, March, April, I guess. So a few more months, let us get through that and then sit back down the May, June timeframe and reevaluate. And we may decide that we shouldn't allow it okay. you know, or uh, allow it with parameters or some other oversight other than just the Parks and Rec director. So we're certainly open to the discussion. Um, we just want to make sure we've given the community a chance to be part of that and not approve it and disapprove it right. month to month to make it that that quick a reaction. Right. And the key is a decision has not been made already. It's still in that oh, no, not discussion in terms of, Not point. in terms of a long time. That right. We have... The only decision made is the board has authorized the Parks and Rec director to be to he can make the decision to allow metal detecting. The only area he has authorized that is the Sandy Beach mm-hmm. in Jamestown mm-hmm. Beach. Okay, very so, good. More to come. Yeah. All right. And the, the other thing I would like to mention is uh, again, just trying to engage the community. We rehired a communications director, or we, I guess I say rehired. I guess that's right. We hired somebody who'd been here before. Right. That wasn't uh, where I thought I might be in the beginning, but it has turned out to be a very good hire for us. Mm-hmm. And Latara Rouse is back in place for those that might remember her. And we had neighborhood forums in the past that we had developed a pretty good following and a pretty good information sharing between county staff and our residents. And we're really trying to refresh that. Mm-hmm. And so uh, Latara had suggested that we move into something just to have sort of a new name and get people maybe excited again. But right. uh, we're going to call these community conversations. Uh, we're going to, our goal is to bring you out for an hour and a half tops. If you want to stick around after that, fine. But our, whatever program piece would be an hour to an hour and a half. So mm-hmm. that we're at least uh, aware of your time. We'll probably move them around the community. So where the rec center certainly will be a location. Legacy hall will be a location, maybe the library, but we'll pick probably public locations that mm-hmm. are well known. So mm-hmm. it's easy to find, but we are hosting our first of these, uh, February 18th. At Legacy Hall. Okay. Uh, they'll start at uh, 6 o'clock, I think. Am I making that up, Renee? I think it might be 5.30. Oh, yeah. It'd be nice if I get the right time. It would it? be, but we'll put it on when this all is right. all edited. It'll be on correct on the screen. Well, great. There we go. Even better. But <laughs> again, February 18th at Legacy Hall is correct. Whether mm-hmm. it's 5.30 or 6, might ask that you confirm that. Uh, and I'll give you a number in a minute to do that. Okay. But we do encourage residents to come out. You know, our topics... And again, we're going to try to keep them brief as a group and then mm-hmm. break into some smaller groups and really give you a chance to interact and ask questions. But just in going into that topic, we're prepared for uh, a little more and we'll present on as recycling, uh, some of the election changes, the comp plan update of sort of the status and what's going on that with that. In terms mm-hmm. of comp plan, when people are wondering how we let development happen on that site across the street from them, the comp plan is how that happens. Absolutely. So your, your time to... Uh, have an input or suggest something different is during the comp plan planning process. And Mm -hmm. we're going through that this year. So I would encourage residents to come find out more of that and be involved in the process. And then the other topic, we were talking about the 2020 census that's ongoing and just sort of an update there. So Mm -hmm. we have some updates, but we'll be open to whatever questions or comments the community might have. And it really is from our viewpoint. I mean, I absolutely enjoy talking to the community. And so we're hopeful that we'll have a good turnout there and folks will want to talk back and have questions of their county government. So again, Legacy Hall, February 18th, and you can register online on our website at jamescitycountyva.gov. There's a little uh, banner at the bottom and it'll Mm -hmm. float through and it'll have the community conversations and you can register through that. Mm -hmm. Or you can call Latara Rouse, uh, 253-6800. Two six yep. and speak to her directly two five three six eight two three. She will know the exact time. Yes, she will. Whether that is five thirty <laughs> or six, but I'm close and I'll be there yeah. in time for either one. Absolutely, so, uh, they could help set up. Maybe. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Depends on what time they get there. That's right. So, 
Um, the other part, though, I guess the last thing for me to really mention is we do, are doing a lot of budget work. Your staff, mm-hmm. county staff, has been working on that really through the fall to get it to our FMS department. They have been now assembling that. We're having initial meetings uh, from county administration with FMS to put together a budget that uh, will publish my recommended budget at the end of March. Mm-hmm. And so we'll give it to the community and the board of supervisors at the end of March, have some conversations through March and April with the hope of adopting it uh, in the May time frame. So if you wonder where we are on budget, end of March, we're working hard on our side. End of March, we'll have a public document and be happy to share what's going on. And we'll talk more about that as we get it published. Very good. Um, and beyond that, you know, it's uh, always a good time for me to be outside. Some days in the January, February time frame are better than others. Right. Uh, but I would encourage people to, you know, get out and be busy and enjoy the community. There always seems to be something going on. So mm-hmm. sometimes you've got to look a little bit, but there's plenty going on in James City County and in the surrounding areas. And we just encourage people to get out and be part of that. And uh, always, if they have questions or hear something or uh, want to know why we're thinking this or recommending that, I would again just encourage them to call me 253-6603. Scott Stevens, your James City County Administrator, and always happy to hear from our residents. Very good. Do you have a snow prediction? Are we going to get snow before it's all over? Well, you know, it's easy to say yes. Um, you haven't asked for how much and what that means, right. but I'm sure we'll have some snow okay. b- before we get out of the winter. I would like one snow day. Not that we close because we still work no matter what, but one day where it's like snow um, and it's so pretty and then it all melts and it's 70 the next day. Yeah, I think we're all patient for about a day is mm-hmm. what I found. Yeah. After that, everybody's ready to get back right. out and Absolutely. see it. So, so I'm with you. Snow's great mm-hmm. in short bits and... Uh, We'll see. Okay. All right. Well, you know, I have some questions. Yes, you told me. Yes. And it's a new list. Great. We pretty much went through all the old ones. So new list. Ready? I'm ready. Okay. What TV show or movie do you refuse to watch? Um... Gosh, that's not a. I don't have a good answer for that, Renee. I, there's not anything that I would refuse Refu- to okay. watch. What there's, would you rather not watch? You know, I'm not a Grammy show kind of okay. person. If those awards, it's any of the award shows. Nothing yeah. against them. They're just not my right. thing. So, okay. I, but I don't refuse. You don't. But they're should not have my, changed that word. They're not my preference. <laughs> How about that? Okay, not your preference. All right. Okay, what was the Okay, now this is best, which means favorite or something like oh, that. But yeah. so I'm not, I'm going to adjust on the fly. What was a book or series that you read that you really liked? Um, gosh, and again, I go back to a book or series in terms of re- I read an awful lot. I haven't read a lot of series okay. in a number of years, but it was Isaac Asimov that was into robots and things. Okay. And, um, gosh, almost 30 years ago, but I ran across the books in a shoebox again. I was like, oh, I wow. need to start that again. But that series uh, really was good when I was much younger. Okay. And I'm sort of curious to start again to see, does it still captivate or capture my interest? Because they're pretty thick books, the ones that I've stumbled across. So we'll see. All right. Very good. Well, I may ask you about those later. I may have read them. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't read them. So you could really tell me anything and I'd be like, oh, interesting. All right. Last question. What question would you most like to know the answer to? Besides what exact time the community conversations begin what question would i most like to Mm -hmm. know the answer Mm -hmm. to because you don't know everything nobody does isn't that the truth right we learn every day um you know Renee, there are a lot of things out there um i'm a curious type person Mm -hmm. i certainly don't know it all um 
but I don't know what question I need to know the answer to at the moment. So you, you know, you've worked to stump me. You got me a little bit back uh, a I few did. months ago. I this did. one, I probably don't have a great answer for you. So, uh, okay. Uh, but I'll have some questions. All right. All right. Okay. Well, do you like the new list of questions? I thought it was pretty good. Um, you know, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. It's a new year, right? It is a new year. Exactly. Okay. Well, Scott, thank you so much as always. And we will definitely have you back. <laughs> well, I'm always delighted to be here. Enjoy talking with you. And, and uh, again, if folks have a question, find us, right? All right. Absolutely. Well, that wraps up this episode of This Week in James City County. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, please take a moment to go online and subscribe. That way you will be sure to never miss an episode. And when you're online, jamescitycountyva.gov slash podcast, you're going to find all of our episodes. I believe that this is number 114. Wow. And we're over 14,200 listens. Very nice. Very excited about that. Anyhow, um, there's a list of all of our podcasts as well as a form. And on that form, you can give us feedback, show ideas, there's anything you'd like for us to cover, we would love to hear from you. So once again, thank you so much, and we will talk with you next week.